I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. We're back with more wrestle me fun. Someone's got a wrestling voice on. Oh, yeah. Do you know what you sound like? The truth hurts, You sound like in the 90s when Sky would have bumpers where they'd advertise something like Day of Reckoning on the GameCube. WWE Day of... What's the GameCube? GameCube. Oh, GameCube. GameCube. I might have said tube. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Red Cube? And um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) they'd always get like uh, a thing where they go, well, it's American wrestling, so Mm. we're going to have to get Danny to come in and do his American American accent. And they'd always go, you know... Rustling on Sky Sports <laughs> with the day of reckoning on GameCube. Actually, that's much better. Yeah, than yeah. I've exactly. done get, a... get the bloke who does Ed Winchester on the fact show. <laughs> yes. Get him for half a day. It's day of reckoning. <laughs> they sort of really like you know chew Howdy it through. <laughs> wow, this is some great. Oh, I'm too good at it. I am too good at too it. Good at too good smart. at it. Um, that is a perfect example of the sort of thing I could bring to any voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> just say, hashtag just in. Yeah, hashtag United Agents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I won't give my agent's name because I've actually forgotten it. It's been so long since yeah, I spoke I left my voiceover agency recently. Did you? Yeah, How did um, they take it? Um, very well, because I didn't get many work, so what are they losing out on? Really? Did you leave a message on the answer phone? Did they ring back and go, we've just heard it and we want to sign you up? Cyclical, <laughs> <laughs> we can't break uh, the circle. They remove you from the website very quickly. <laughs> Disturbingly quickly. I was scrubbed like Benoit. Absolutely. And for the same, probably similar reasons, I should imagine. Um, we, we're back at WrestleMania 22. Yes. And we have a little bit of one of those lovely sort of WrestleMania segments that they have where Booker T is walking through the backstage area <laughs> and he's worried about his, his, his match with a freak, the yeah. boogeyman. Why is he so concerned that everyone regards him as a freak magnet? <laughs> I ain't no freak magnet. I, I, it's, I think he had, he, yes, he had sort of teamed with Goldust before at this. Oh. But I mean, why you remember that short-lived tag team from <laughs> three years ago? I don't know. But they walked past Paul Burchill, who was uh, a British guy. Oh, One is that the f- guy dressed as a pirate? Yeah. Is this kind of post... Would that be post Pirates of the Caribbean? Because you look very Pirates Caribbean y. I believe it is, but mm. I don't remember at the time thinking it was. Right. But I looked at it now and I go, yeah, well, you wouldn't have come up with that costume no. had it not been around Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> um, he was a British guy. He was one of the few people who, who was on the scene as it was in the sort of early 2000s right. in Britain, which was a tiny scene, um, who managed to make it to America. Mm. And in Britain, he looked like a monster. And when he went to America, he looked, he looked tiny. very small indeed um, but he was a good talent um, he uh, famously uh, really is only remembered for the fact that Vince McMahon brought in a wrestler called Katie Lee 
Oh, is it Katie? I always get this confused with Katie Vick, who is the woman that Cain had murdered. It's such... Don't, I'm not even going to get into it because it's so complex and I'll get it wrong. And like, like getting it wrong is the worst. It's stupid. <laughs> getting it right is my There was um, Katie Lee Burchill, I think they called her, and she was another... She was a British female wrestler. Right. Um, and they, they brought her in as his sister... And the Vince McMahon very desperately wanted to do an incest angle um, that, that didn't really go anywhere. I think they, you know, it's the last sort of like thrust of a libido, isn't it? You know, I'm I'm 60 now, but I'd like to before I go do one good incest angle on national television. It will um, probably fly now with um, all the pornography yes, that is about to. Be this honest. is this is poor Paul Burchill's only. W uh, only WrestleMania appearance. Is it? That it is, is embarrassing. Three it, seconds of him dressed like a fucking pirate. Really is. But but hey, I don't see you sitting in front of Paul Burchill going, oh yeah, I was on WrestleMania too, mate. <laughs> no, Paul Burchill's done WrestleMania. Um, he slightly disappeared <laughs> after this. You yeah. know, he, he never he never came back and sort of you know had a five year run or anything. Mm. Paul Burchill just disappeared, sailed mm. off quite literally <laughs> into the uh, what do you do? You sail off into the sunset. Sunset. Yes. Yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> that's what he done. Probably got a, a job. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. Yeah. I'm yeah. making better money down the post office. It's not as human. Humiliating. Do <laughs> um, uh, we then see a little bit of Eugene? Um, yes, yes. Million yes, Dollar yes, Man yes. is there. Million Dollar Man is paying Eugene for something. <laughs> yes. I forget why. No, is... don't don't be silly. We, it was a blow job. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know what it was. Uh, um, Snitsky is there giving what, did, May Young a foot uh, foot job. So that is Snitsky, is it? Yeah, that's right. Snitsky. He's yep. giving. He's he's licking May Young's feet. Yep. And credit to him. He's, he's actually he's, doing it. He's actually doing it. <laughs> Seems like a to- bit of a waste when you've got Tony, Tony Atlas in the Hall of exactly. Fame. Exactly. He bloody loved that oh, nonsense. Get him in there. Surely at this point, everyone must have known his proclivities. Oh, they must have He would have told them. And if they certainly, if they read his autobiography, it's right there over a lot of chapters. But I, at the end, so gold dust. So go, so you go through the pirate mm. million dollar man. Who? What is it about a million dollar man's face that made him look like Simon Weston? The, um, <laughs> the Falcons War. Do you know what I think it slightly yeah. is? It's sweat. He's a sweaty man. <laughs> he just and it's continually sweating, and so therefore shav- it looks slick. Yeah. Did he stop shaving his? Did he shave his beard? Is that why his face looks so? He moony? does shave part of his beard. Yeah. I can't figure it out. <laughs> I just can't figure it out. But yeah, he. Um... I, I don't understand why the million dollar man is in the lineup of freaks. I know. I understand. He was like the winner. He was, yeah. you know. Oh, you know, all these freaks like, um, you know, the, the strange man child and the, the monster that gives the foot job and Goldust the transsexual and the successful businessman. Yeah. <laughs> satire. <laughs> oh, very good satire, Booker T. Um, Goldust comes out and he does a, a reference saying, join us, join us, which is, of mm. course, a nod to the famous uh, Todd Browning uh, movie Freaks, which I think is either from 29 or 32, 1932 or 1929, <laughs> right. where the freaks um, uh, band together in a circus to take revenge on someone who has uh, d- done harm to one of their own. Okie dokie. And it ends with them encroaching on him going, join us, mm. join us. Weird thing to sort of see a reference to like that. <laughs> in 2006. In, in WrestleMania. <laughs> and it is very clearly a reference to the word freak as well, so it's yeah. not a, not by chance. Someone's <laughs> slipping in. So guys, 80 years ago, there's this movie. Yeah, that, that'll that fly. Yeah. <laughs> May Young probably watched it. May Young, <laughs> May probably, Young was probably fucking in it. Um, <laughs> um, 
Uh, I like I like those misfits all together. I thought yeah. I would have watched like a little cartoon of them. I reckon totally led and by gold dust. It is that funny thing where you're supposed to just laugh at them, but seeing them, I was like, oh, don't right. don't make them go. No, I you wouldn't know. watch more of what, that. What am I going to watch? Get next? rid of the fucking, fucking Playboy girl. Yeah, Playboy. Candice Michelle. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe the beautiful people are the real freaks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we then go on to the match, which is um, oh my god, they do they then show uh, you might have missed this Cynthia and Michelle. The winners of the Snickers WrestleMania sweepstakes. I saw this. <laughs> uh, a, a gay couple who'd won a ticket to something they didn't want to go and see, clearly. <laughs> I don't think they're gay. I, think, I, I think, thought they were just like two women who were friends. I thought that. Well, look. I mean, look, all I'm saying is. Auntie Sophie comes around every Christmas much, with her friends. <laughs> this is very much a Radio Stacking Off podcast. <laughs> and I will not be facing lawyers. I thought they were a couple. Right. Can, can they, they sue someone if they say, I think you're gay? Um, no, I don't think you can because that... I'm fairly certain there's been a, a million test cases that you can't because obviously being gay is not a slur. No. Then Cynthia and Michelle seem gay. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were a couple. They, I don't think they are gay oh, because, well, because when they're asked how many they Snickers... Because they Snickers each. Yes. <laughs> you seen gay people can't eat eight Snickers in a row? I know for a fact that gay people are, <laughs> by and large, quite lazy. Um, <laughs> Where's that come from? I live with a guy at university. He was in my house. He was uh, the first really openly gay person I ever knew. And he was uh, <laughs> remarkably sort of open about his sexuality. But he... Remarkably. Um, he, he used to not take Around the bins you. out. He'd leave the bins in his bedroom. Well, that's not quite gay, is it? They're all the same, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I once, I once opened his bedroom door and he was in bed with two other guys and all three of them they had a, like, there was a mattress on the floor because you were student. Did, 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 didn't do the bins. Th- no, <laughs> well, I mean, no one had done the bins, so I mean, they are equally culpable. <laughs> and actually, had they been living next door as gay people, they wouldn't have done the bins because gay people have to explain the lazy. <laughs> but the three of them were in bed and all three of them pulled up the sheet to cover their nipples and oh, like <laughs> guys, I've seen men's nipples. <laughs> I've got some. Yes. <laughs> in a bag. <laughs> oh, my God. It's him. He's the killer. <laughs> nipple man. Yeah. The nipple. Teach you not to throw your fucking bin bags out. <laughs> the nipple The nipple. The nipple cripper. Oh, oh great dear. days. Well, this is where... Well, I mean, Michelle Williams stuck around for this match. Yep. Which yep. I quite enjoyed. This is where she gets the uh, the arsehole uh, sort of pushing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fucking touch me on WrestleMania. <laughs> um, the boogeyman. Yeah. I ain't seen this guy before. Yeah. So this and is Booker I... T and Queen Charmel, his real-life wife. Oh, uh, against the the boogeyman. Yeah. So I, when I first saw the boogeyman, I thought, "Where is this? Why do they keep on doing this kind of shit, Papa Shango, Darth Maul bollocks yeah. kind of Afro racist bollocks yeah. that they always do?" He got cane, but then. <laughs> boogeyman got a lot of worms out and put them in his mouth and it was the best thing I'd ever seen in my life uh, I more Boogeyman please I was shouting the more be- Boogeyman the best thing about Boogeyman is he arrives <laughs> and they basically I think slightly he only got a run because he was willing to do to the thing with the worms, worms but mouth. it wasn't like he did the worms at Wrestlemania he did the worms every single did night he? he worked oh wow uh, he must he must have eaten more so worms, worms than any other human being I, I can't understand the circumstances where someone would have eaten more worms. Where would you get so many fucking worms yeah. that weren't, like, that weren't... Because you, if you... So you can eat snails from your garden. Yeah. But you've got to put them on a diet of um, fresh lettuce. Yeah. And, you, and you've got to make get, sure get that it gets, gets, all of, gets, all of, gets all the crap out, gets all of the, um, the stuff they've eaten in the garden, all yeah. the chemicals, all that shit, um, and clean, purify them. How do you do that with the fucking worm? Do you just carry a 
box of fucking worms around. <laughs> Where'd you get worms from? But I look at it, I'm like, like even cavemen, who are like, I'm, I'm me hungry. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, eat, they're eating worms. They cannot get them in the way that uh, modern society has been able to breed worms and supply <laughs> you with clean worms to eat. A caveman would not eat as many worms as the boogeyman eats in one day. It's ridiculous. Over a year. I cannot believe now, it. <laughs> welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets them out of his fucking uh, jeans. Yeah. And they, they, they don't. I didn't even realize I, they were there. I will tell you this. He does not have a problem with the worms, does he? <laughs> He is like he is not like oh this is a disgusting thing and I'll do a few but they'll fall out. No, there are times where he's like they're falling out. Better get them back in. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely amazing. He wow. is he is one of my favourite people because he is this. There's a load of stuff about him. He he appears in <laughs> uh, 2004. He tries out for Tough Enough, yes. which is their sort of early uh, find me a superstar competition, mm. uh, and he's one of eight people picked to go through to the sort of the next bit of it. Yeah. Uh, until they they sort of go, are oh, you? You put here, you're 30. And he's mm. like, yep, that's absolutely right. He wasn't 30. He was 40. Oh, wow. So he didn't even sort of start wrestling until like he was a Nigerian in his footballer. late 30s. Absolutely <laughs> like that. So like they, they kick him out for lying, um, basically. <laughs> yeah. But they sort of go, there's something about him. So they bring him back to OVW, which at the time was their sort of developmental system. Yeah. And he has this character, the Boogeyman, originally with antlers on. And everyone's just going, there's something brilliant about the way he does this. Now, he is... He's the, big. He is the shits in the ring. That's, that, <laughs> so so he's he's actually, in this match, is, is even worse than it should have been. Right. So a few weeks beforehand, or even days, he had been having a match with Booker T, who was pretty much, really, the only person he ever had a proper feud with. Right. Um, he uh, was doing a match that was supposed to last five minutes, mm. just in a house show, and he went off the ropes but he didn't let go of the rope with his hand and he carried on going and he just tore his bicep. And so he did his WrestleMania match basically unable to lift one arm. Yeah. Although he manages at the end to think, do this big did, did thing. Did he think the, 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 the ring was a worm? A delicious worm. Big, big worm. He does have also, he has no top teeth. Right. And so the image of the worms hanging through oh, is just yes. incredible. I saw him doing a shoot interview from a few years ago where he's talking about his run and he still doesn't have those teeth. And so he's got this... This very sort of lispy voice because there's nothing to stop his put his tongue against <laughs> apart from worms. <laughs> Sorry, put the worms in. He um, wow. He said um, being at a WrestleMania was a dream come true for him. He said I, I had. To, he, I mean, he ate a lot of worms to get there. But is, is, are any of all, all of the interviews? Worm in your mouth. Worm in. Um, all of the interviews with him must surely be all about worms. You'd hope so. <laughs> Disappointingly, quite a lot of them are about what is it like being WWE. Don't ask what the worms taste of. How many well, drinks yeah. you've eaten? Did, um, Do you still occasionally eat worms? Did George Lucas Lucasfilm get in touch about the Darth Maul face <laughs> makeup you had on? Yeah, he's um uh, he's great, and he did. I mean, the, I had totally forgotten that he beats Booker T in this, right. and it's just uh, amazing. He he has a career. It lasts for a few more years in WWE, <laughs> and then he starts doing the independents. Right, um, but. Uh, in 2015, they signed him to a sort of legends deal. And so he comes in and does little cameos now. And <laughs> I think that's great. Um, he's also working as an aerobics instructor. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah Got to get that protein, guys. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I like how Taz has a go at describing the red mist that's in the yeah. ring. He goes, the red smoke, London smoke. <laughs> oh, he, he goes. Does. 
It's Red Fog, Taz. Red <laughs> Fog. Red Fog. <laughs> yeah, this is... I mean, this match is, is appallingly bad. But no, but I like... He, he just, is. He is. Just... It's amazing when you see a gimmick that you take for granted <laughs> and you see it and you go, holy crap, that is as over as anyone is today. <laughs> that is as good as it gets. It's but I just... think he looks powerful and... He's eating fucking worms, Mark. It's, yeah. it's perfect. There's a funny thing about they call him the Boogeyman as well, and he sort of looks like the only person he's like out of horror is the Candyman. Mm-mm. But they've made him the Boogeyman, and they've based it on... It's amazing they've just invented it from the ground up. They're not like, what's the Boogeyman like? Oh, he'd have a sort of like ragged coat. He's like and a tall be... Papa Shango kind of character. He's like a tall Papa Shango, he eats worms, and he carries a massive clock around with him like Flavor Flav. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that's that, that's exactly how my childhood image of the Boogeyman was. <laughs> well done. Tangle the beard. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, then we go to a really, really, really good match. Um, mm. It's Trish Stratus versus Mickey James. Probably the best female one-on-one match at any WrestleMania. Um, you could argue the mixed tag with Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle mm. uh, versus Stephanie and Triple H from a few years ago was better. Mm. But this is a really, really good match. This is fantastic. You spend a lot of time looking up Mickey James's bottom mm-hmm. because she's wearing... Oh, down her top. Yeah. It's up to, it's up to you. I mean, Choices. She she basically is wearing a child's costume. It does not yeah. fit her anywhere. But it, <laughs> it really doesn't. It's uh, the um, Rafa shot blanket. Rafa um, Benitez, the Newcastle manager, talked a lot about Newcastle's shot blanket syndrome in mm. that we're either good going forward or we're good at the back, never both at the same time. Gotcha. Too yeah. short. Yeah. Too short. She is, she is great in this match. Uh, it's actually remembered really for... Uh, a thing which is cut out of the network version. Oh, um, right. Which happens quite near the end, mm. where 
she grabs Trish Stratus and mm. she was playing a sort of mad, stalkery, obsessed fan. Yeah, that's uh, why the kind of like the kids' clothing kind of works, I think. Yeah, way, yeah, yeah. And she's she's sort of lost her mind. But there's also this big thing about she wants to have a uh, sexual relationship mm. with Trish because she's so obsessed. There's a lesbian angle which is titillating. Mm. So you also make her a bit sexy because then she becomes uh, something you're interested in seeing <laughs> Trish Stratus <laughs> having a lesbian affair with. So she plays this role to perfection, so much inside that the crowd are totally behind her. They're, mm. they're chanting for her, even though she's supposed to be psychotic. They are well <laughs> into it. And there's a bit she does which got such a massive reaction, where she goes to pick up Tristratus and her hand is over Tristratus's groin mm. and pulls away. And as she pulls away, she lifts her hand to the sky and then just licks it. Oh. And Tristratus is like, ah! But the reaction it got was amazing, astonishing. <laughs> um, I remember like the, the replay on Sky. It had that in, and I was like, that is pushing this <laughs> to points where I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. Just a really sort of, that is like really dirty, you know, you <laughs> naughty girl. And... Uh, the one person who didn't like it is the person you thought would have liked it, which is Vince McMahon. Oh, really? And he went apeshit really? with her when she wow. came back. And Mickey James had basically come up with it on the fly. And he was not at all happy. Why didn't you pretend she was being sick? I would have liked that better. I'll why, do a poopy. Why didn't you give her a foot job? Like like Gene yeah. like and Mae Young fucking, here. We've got a man licking an old lady's foot yeah. earlier on. And you're trying to you're trying to, to sort of lick the scent of the one of the most beautiful women on the roster off your own hand in a, in, in some further titillated, titillating angle. Yeah. You make me sick. <laughs> Eat these worms. <laughs> um, it's um, it, Vincent man yeah. was, was so adamant about this that he said this will never ever go out again and it's edited off all the DVDs really? all the videos so there's a funny bit where they just cut to a crowd shot just as it happens and you hear the crowd roar and you just you wouldn't know what it was honestly well mm. the thing that makes me laugh is it's kind of like it's like when you're having a joke with someone you're kind of unfamiliar with and you think you've got their comedy down pat totally. and you go too far and they go that wasn't yeah. funny. And you go, oh, no, oh, fuck, I fucked it. Yeah. It's that. Go once, on, you push me right to the fucking end of this. I, I once came out of school as a kid and my grandma was waiting there with my mum mm. and I, I remember walking out just thinking, I am going to, this is the funniest thing. I'm going to say to my grandma, hello, you old cow. And <laughs> they are going to, and I remember strutting, just going, I cannot wait to land this bomb. This is going to be great. And uh, I got in front of them and I, uh, and I went, hello, you old cow. And my grandma went, you what? <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing uh, my, uh, my mum and dad, I, I I think they went on a date four times in uh-huh. memory uh-huh. In, when, when we were kids. And uh, the um, I think I was going to look after my sister. And me and my dad were arguing. I couldn't have been any older than, like, 12 or something. Uh-huh. And he was just going... Rah, 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 and he started... Rah, 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 and I went, oh, and did, like, a camp <laughs> hand. And I didn't really know what it meant or what it kind of basically said. Oh, um and he got, he went fucking postal. <laughs> he almost had to be dragged off me. My mum had to calm him down, but, but I went, ooh. Those moments. Ducky. You would, as a kid, just sort of almost like astrally project where you were just like, oh, oh really, no. no. That's I've, really gone mad. I've, I've got the nuclear football and I've pressed all of the buttons. I, it's weird because I'm like in the centre of the hurricane. It's just still and it's quiet and everything's to be fair, so though, slow. I, 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 <laughs> you grow up and you sort of go, why did you go fucking mental? 12-year-old kid was just doing a 
a camp hand gesture. <laughs> if even if he was saying that you were gay, it wouldn't be a problem it because does, you're not. You're it, clearly not. It does seem funny to me now, but I think back about all <laughs> my the dad, adults. My son just called me a bender. <laughs> I'm disgusted. I was like, are you that, that think, weak? Are you this wound up by a child? <laughs> <laughs> the child has won. The child hasn't won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we dear. then cut. We cut from this. This. Um, <laughs> there's a very obvious shot of Mickey James's boobs sort of knocking together and it cuts to Vince McMahon flexing his pecs and I can right. only think that that was entirely meant you know I think it's a, <laughs> yeah. a funny sort of visual um, it's, what's really funny of course is knowing how angry Vince McMahon was about that um, bit during the match I, I, I was looking going can you see on his face in this that he's <laughs> a bit furious that would have been pretty recorded though wouldn't it surely it probably was. You're probably mm. right. No. Behind the magic. No. Sorry. Yeah, you ruined that. I didn't think so about he's probably recording really, He's probably really angry right yeah. now. He probably was enjoying a really good stomp around. Yeah. No, I was... <laughs> I, I, Sorry, Mark. I, I literally went over that for an hour, measuring, <laughs> like in Blade Runner 2049, <laughs> measuring flickers of the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat after me, Vince. Unicorn. Egg. <laughs> the, um, it's nice to see Linda again. I haven't seen her for a few yes. years. She's in there as well. The Office of Administrator of the Small Business Administration still game is our loss. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's a really good bit where they all pray. And there's something about him making that that thing of the, the man's are the worst people of all time. They're, yes. they're almost satanically bad. Yeah. That he just starts it by going, God, I don't like you. And you don't like me. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Vince would later book himself in a match uh, with Shane McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and his partner, God. <laughs> oh, and they had lordy. the match where a spotlight would represent God. God, right. Um, and the McMahons won. So Vince is one of the very few people, one of two people, who actually have a God. wrestling victory over God. Yeah, I mean, some people say he's a megalomaniac. <laughs> How did they work that then? So like... uh, it was a terrible match. It right. was really cool. they, they also had the thing of Shawn Michaels, who is a proper Christian, was a little bit like, I'm not really keen on the disrespectful nature of this. Yeah. So they were like, oh, well, we'll make it very clear that there is no God in the ring, Sean, in the ring. <laughs> um, there is no God and it will be a spotlight and it will be us doing it to mock you. So again, it's just like, oh, can I just see some wrestling? <laughs> you know, it, it's really not worth watching. Um <laughs> You get the next big match, which is Undertaker versus Mark Henry. Yes. Um, Undertaker on his streak at 13-0. Um, obviously, had Eddie Guerrero not died and the shuffling all been made, mm. this would have been Angle versus Undertaker. Okay, okay. They would have had an absolute banger. Mm. Vincent Mann shot it down very, very quickly when uh, <laughs> uh, Undertaker's request uh, went via Kurt Angle for this match. Um, they did have a match at No Way Out, which was a, a pay-per-view. I think it's, I think it's actually before this, and that was one of the the best matches of either men's career. It's right. a fantastic match. Um, but the, ca the casket turns up, casket match, the casket turns up in a very haphazard manner. manner. The yeah. uh, druids just can't really get through that little doorway. No. Nope. It's very enjoyable. No, it's a big casket, and there was always the slight thing of, if you're in a casket match against someone who's really big, you go, <laughs> I've got you a big casket. Yes. And you're like, yeah, but that slightly suggests that I'm, I'm the one going to be in there, so, isn't it? Yeah. So Undertaker supplies the actual <laughs> caskets as well. Because otherwise, it should just be something that is neutral. Right? Yeah, in but between the two sizes. I've made you a big casket. Have you? Well, you maybe you'll end up in it. 
Um, but Enjoy there the thing... room. <laughs> Enjoy the business class casket. Yeah. Gonna, your bones will be rolling around. And meanwhile, I'll be at your house eating my tea. Um, <laughs> that's the wow. best revenge. <laughs> Living well is the best revenge. Yeah. As long as you do it in, your, in the person's house. That you're <laughs> Live your life your own way, but you have to do it in their house wearing their clothes. That's, that, that's, that's proper revenge. Um, Mark Henry, uh, a great uh, two-time Olympian, um, mm. a huge legitimate um, powerlifter. Mm. Yeah, lots and lots of records that have still not been broken. He's um, holds American records for deadlift, um, world records in the squat deadlift, and he's credited with the biggest raw squat and raw powerlifting total that's ever been performed by a drug-tested athlete. That's insanity. I mean, he's, he is literally, I mean, absolutely no lie about it, <laughs> one of the strongest men who's ever walked the face of the earth. Um, when he signed for WWE, he signed in 1996, mm. so that's a decade before this match, and he was a, a can't-miss prospect for them. He was an Olympian. He was this ridiculously strong guy. Yeah. When he came in, he was just a fan. Um, when Vince McMahon rang him to say we'd like to offer you a contract do you want to come and meet he thought it was a prank being pulled on him by his friends Right. Uh, when he found out it wasn't he said to Vince McMahon he was so sort of pure and lovely he said to Vince McMahon um, would it be I think he said will Yokozuna be there when I come in <laughs> and Vince was like yeah I think he will be and he's like an undertaker will I get to meet undertaker <laughs> yeah. and they were like yeah, sure you will, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a few knots get crossed off his he, he said he really cringes about the fact that he was just sort of bent it, basically going, can I meet The Undertaker when yeah. he's being offered this job? So they bring him in, and he he just sort of slowly is learning the business. They, they find quite quickly that even though he's got no wrestling skills, he's also lacking on the sort of mic and things like that. Right. So it takes a while to get him going. He's roomed with The Rock. And uh, as Rock begins to rise, so does Mark Henry. He joins the nation domination. That gives him confidence. He then has the sexual chocolate act. Right. Where he plays a sort of big Lothario, a sort of deviant sexual Mark Henry. <laughs> um, most famous, of course, because they had an on-screen delivery of his child with uh, Mae Young, yeah. who was then 75. That, that was that featured on the um, SummerSlam 92, 3 show. Uh, yeah, May um... gives birth to an oversized rubber hand. Why? Right, why? Because we're probably not going to get to this because it's not on a WrestleMania. Yeah. But why is there a hand? Mark Henry out of Young? didn't know, right? So <laughs> Mark Henry has a very, very good relationship with Vince McMahon, and we're well, going to a bit, a bit about what he says about Vince McMahon, which is fascinating. <laughs> but he asks Vince McMahon. He said, "Look, I just don't understand what this is." He says, "We've done the storyline. I don't know where it was going." Yeah. He said, and "Then she gave birth to a big rubber hand." He said, what, what does the hand symbolise? <laughs> Why didn't he ask that before he filmed the piece? <laughs> and Vincent Mann said to him, oh, it symbolises nothing. No, no, he said, he said oh, it's just funny. It's funny that like she's, she's gone she's through so this pregnancy that, she, that, that you she... literally at the end give her a hand. That's the level of Vincent Mann's gag. Would you not be thinking because she saw all those congenital birth defect that meant that she would give birth to a hand? Because that's what I was thinking when I saw the clip. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah. And she's too old to give birth. Like, the baby's, you know. Oh, give her a hand. No give one, her a hand. Give but her give her a hand, hand is just a frizz. And, and she's given birth to it, so she's she's doesn't need... You don't give it to her because it's... it's so she gave it to you. Yeah, she gave it to the world. Yeah. Like, Where's this hand? Give, give her a hand, Mark. But he just basically said, "Look, it means nothing." <laughs> he says, "It means nothing. We just, we just uh, done it. It's funny, isn't it?" Like that. It's so, not though. No. <laughs> it's funny because you are belligerent about the joke. Yeah. That bit's funny. 
afterwards, they're paying Mark Henry a lot. He's on a retainer, and <laughs> they're sort of going, he's just not quite there. We right. just we just don't know. So they send him back to OVW. He's also started putting on weight, which is the mm. developmental thing. And he stays there for over a year. And for a big star to be downgraded, right. I don't think it's ever happened before. Mm. But they like him. They really like him, and they want him to do well. Um, he's a very sweet guy. Like, whenever is. I've seen him in interviews, he he's is. absolutely lovely. He's so nice. Like he's Dan- emotional, mm. and he's so respectful. He's mm. just, he just seems like one of the great guys. Yeah. When they send him back to OBW, he begins, people are saying, oh, do you remember, you know, Mark Henry, world's strongest man? And they're going, he's not the world's strongest man. And the bodybuilding community began forgetting about his achievements. Mm. So he said to Vince McMahon, look, I want to go back and I want to start doing my powerlifting again. Right. And then I'll come back to WWE once I've done that. Can I have a hiatus? And Vince McMahon said to him, absolutely, no problem, but on one condition. He said, you've got to understand the WWE has no place for the world's second strongest man. So you have to win it. So you have to Whoa. win it. Whoa! Uh, he went out. He then went and set a load of new records. <laughs> yes. uh, and back he comes. But he doesn't have a truly great run until about 2011 when mm. he uh, does a fake retirement angle that is... The, I've seen that. It's just wearing his salmon pink it's uh, brilliant. jacket. Yes. And it's, it's one of the... It's doubly great because it came from someone that nobody expected it to come from, which is why it worked so well. He performed it so beautifully. <laughs> There's uh, the famous story of Big Show watching it at home. And he, it, when Mark Henry finally turns on Cena, the show was so absolutely gobsmacked, he just texted Mark Henry, fuck you. <laughs> 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 he just could not believe it. Um, <laughs> they, they have a, uh, a you know, he's, he's in there with The Undertaker. Mm. There, was, there was talk, I think, really, really early on when Vince had basically said, I want the streak to be broken because I think that would really get Mark Henry over. Yeah. He's just this big old bastard. And Bruce Pritchard, who was working at the time, sort of went, oh. We don't have a lot of these. Not sure. Yeah. They went to Undertaker and Undertaker was like, uh, Mark Henry? Uh, no, not 100% sure. So they all went cold on it. That right. was the thing. So Mark Henry, uh, he talks about how this was the greatest match of his career and he just has nothing but good things to say about it. Oh, on screen, it's fine, you know, but Undertaker I think Undertaker jumps off over the the top the rope. The first time he does one of his big dives. Whoa! Undertaker's, he's so tall! Uh, he is so big. And Undertaker's <laughs> getting to that point where he's trying to go, I, I don't want to just be... I'm a mid-card and mm. there's, you know, who will beat me? He wants to be the main event. And incredibly, even though he's at this point in his career, mm. he pulls himself up so hard that within the next, well, you know, five years, six years, his matches are the most important. They are the main events in all but position on the card. Yeah. And, you know, he does that solely by sheer sense of will and his ability in the ring. Mm. And you can see him beginning to start that with Henry here. <coughs> there's one thing I love about... Mark Henry, which is that Vincent Mann's always been very close to him. Right. And he says he's one of the few people who gets on really well with Vince. And uh, he just... This great Makes me thing. like Mark less now. <laughs> yeah. But I think, he, he, I think Vince is very paternal to him. And I yeah. think that's because Mark Henry is so pure yeah. and just delightful. Um, he was talking about what um, one of Vince Mann's real hates was. And he said, Vince hated when people came up to him and said, Hey, boss, good to see you. Thank you so much for having me on the card. He hates those dudes. It's a hate. It's a loathing. Like... Be a man. Shit, step up. I respect your work and I pay you for your work. I was like, Jesus Christ. What does he want? Uh, Thanks for having me on. Fuck you. You cheeky shit. (laughs) I pay you. I know you do. I'm saying thank you. (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't have any any luck. Isn't Um, it weird? And they said, do you you look at um, wrestlers of today? 
and wish that you know you were in today now where they're higher paid and the travel is easier and things like that and he's he's just he sort of tells you everything about him he said no way i've never in my life been envious of nobody else i'm mark henry i've always had everything i've wanted not because someone gave it to me because if i wanted something i wanted to sweat equity to go and get it myself I've never envied another man. Yes. <laughs> Damn right you shouldn't either, because you're Mark, lovely. I envy Mark Henry. <laughs> I like his delicious tea <laughs> in his house. <laughs> Please don't come and beat me up, Mark Henry. Thank you. How old was he at this point, Mark Henry? He looks quite young. Yeah, he's, uh, he's not that old. He signed mm. as, as a relatively young man, so he's probably in his mid early to mid to late 30s he's in his 30s <laughs> maybe 40s or 20s who knows right. but yeah he's uh. um, he's he's one of those guys who they really persevered with long enough that he was able to deliver the thing that I think they thought they were going to get from day one. Okay. It, it just took Mark Henry 15 years <laughs> to we're finally sweating, deliver it. Sweat some equity. Yes, sweat yes. some equity. He will never envy another man. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's it. I, I, honestly, if you get a chance uh, and you've not seen it, the Mark Henry retirement speech yes. against John Cena from 2011, that is his greatest Wonderful. work. Some of the greatest work probably in wrestling history. <laughs> <laughs> and John Cena gets it in the neck. That's the main thing. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I've been Pete Donaldson. I've been Sexual Chocolate Mark Haynes. Wrestle <laughs> <laughs> me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. See you next week. Bye. Was a Stakhanov production. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.